Life Audio. As I've had to let go of that beauty idol, it's like parts of my heart were freaking out like that. Like, oh no, but this is my precious. What? Who am I going to be without this? I won't have power. I won't have love. I won't be accepted. But God is showing me that that's not true. That even as I might not be as tiny as I was in high school. And as now my body is at the healthiest it's ever been, but a different size, I actually didn't lose anything that I love. People Mm. don't love me any less. It's trusting God's way. Hey, friend, Heather Creekmore here. I'm glad you're listening to the Compare Do Show today. We're back with my friend, Rachel, who just completed 12 weeks in the Body Image Freedom Framework online course and group coaching program. Part one of Rachel's interview was so amazing, so helpful, so interesting. I hope you will go back and listen to that first if you haven't already. But today, Rachel and I dig further into what an after looks like for her and things God has shown her about her body image journey, ways that she has changed and is experiencing more freedom now than she ever really thought possible. The glasses that she has taken off and the new glasses that she has put on. So she is seeing things, her body, food, all the things in a different way. So I can't wait to hear what you think. Hey, if you're ready for body image coaching, I hope you will consider joining us. Our next group does start the end of January, and I'm giving you the opportunity to start for just $40. Hey, I know, (laughs) the economy, ah! but you can get started for $40 this month, and then you have two more months to pay, but you can find out everything you need to know at improvebodyimage.com, and you'll need to use the code START40 to save on your first month. That first month becomes only $40 if you choose a monthly pay option on group group coaching. So reach out to me, Heather at comparedo.me if you have more questions about that. And hey, if coaching just isn't for you, this is just is not the right time. It's just not attainable in your budget right now. Just go grab the 40-day body image workbook. At least start there because I don't want to see you spend 2024 obsessing over your body and obsessing over your food, you can be free. And I know the enemy is whispering in your ear, it worked for them, it won't work for you. You're too far gone. You're beyond help. Your story's different, so you can't be helped. You'll never be free. That's not a privilege that you get. All lies. The enemy is a masterful liar and he is lying to you. Freedom is available for you in Christ this year don't miss out. Get into coaching if you can, or at least grab the book. I can't wait to see how God works in your life. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel His love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. My mind was not loving Jesus yeah. fully because 
I was on the throne of my heart. I was wanting the glory. Mm-hmm. I was wanting praise from people, but I wasn't walking around saying that or shouting it. Right. But now he's revealing like, Rachel, this was a sin issue. Right. This was a sin issue. That's why, you know, all those verses and you, you, you talk about this on your podcast. Like you can say, if you're feeling wonderfully made, okay. Yeah. Whatever. That's like everything that I mean, I'm not saying God's word is that, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that doesn't fix it. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, you know, every book I had read up to this point or everything I listened to or everything I try to affirm myself with that they were like just throwing a drop of water on a forest fire Mm -hmm. or trying to take an ibuprofen and cure cancer. Yeah, It wasn't going to work. And the only way and what I learned through your course was how attached to sin this is. And that is why it's the golem now because Mm -hmm. ripping this out of my life is a spiritual battle. This was spiritual warfare still is. That is why it is the hardest thing. (laughs) And so God was just showing me that all those other things were just going to be ibuprofen for cancer until you get until I, let me use an I statement till I owned it, called Mm -hmm. it what it was pride, idolatry, um, seeking glory from men. There was no way I was going to find healing and freedom, but I had to do business with that sin. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good, Rachel. And I mean, the pride I think is the most subtle. Yes. Because you're thinking, and I wrote about this in compared to who, but you're thinking, I don't like my body. I'm trying mm-hmm. to fix my body. I can't. Yes. That's not pride. Pride is someone that loves themselves and thinks they're all that in the bag of chips. Like pride is someone who like thinks that they're the best. So this can't be pride, right? And the enemy is quick to say, yeah, you're right. That's not pride at mm-hmm. all. Like that's not pride. Pride's not your problem. And yet, <laughs> right? It. Yeah. Anytime we are overly focused on self and what do they think of me and what do I think of me and what can I do to make them think better thoughts about me and what can I do to make me think better thoughts about me? Like it's all self, 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 self. Yes. Yes. Loving like or desiring to take pleasure and satisfaction in body and self And oh, no, Jesus didn't design us that way. And I think that's why, you know, you shared this. Like, that's why I talk to women uh, all the time regularly who are like, yeah, I lost the weight. I did it. I met the goal. And my first thought was I must five pounds more or I must need surgery or like it's never enough because Jesus didn't design us to be satisfied from weight loss, Mm -hmm. right? He didn't design us to be satisfied in the way we look. We'll never find satisfaction in our appearance. It will just never be enough. And it's only the lie of diet culture or culture around us Mm -hmm. that says it will be. What what do you see in this in this next generation, Gen Z? Like, how do you see them battling this? Goodness, the hard part is they don't know they're battling it Mm, because it's just the air they breathe. Just what you do, yeah. Yeah. It's the air you breathe. Um, you know, there's all this accessibility now to just the most beautiful pictures that can be taken, or the most incredible filters, or And I see every day posting pictures of their own selves and they are, they are beautiful pictures, 
but I just see in them, I'm like, oh no, they don't know they're building this foundation on their appearance too. And people's comments are actually really sweet to them. Oh my, mm-hmm. you're the most gorgeous. Oh, I love you so much. How are you? They're hearing so much about their appearance right. that it matters the most to them, but they don't realize it yet. Yeah. And I have a, such a heart to help them see that, but I'm like, Lord, I, I'm praying for wisdom on how to take this message to them, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, it reminds me of Pilgrim's Progress, which is like one of the homework assignments, not to read it. That would be a really <laughs> difficult homework assignment, but, but there's a cartoon version of Pilgrim's Progress that came out not too long ago. And I, over the years, I've assigned it as homework to my coaching clients. And a lot of my ladies, especially those like over 40, over 50 are like, you want me to watch a cartoon? <laughs> yeah. Is this the right one? This can't be right. Like, did you miss something? Like, no, no, trust me, just watch it. But there's a part in Pilgrim's Progress where, so the main character, Christian, is, you know, symbolic of all of us on the Christian journey. And he's gotten rid of his burdens and he's walking the Christian life and he meets flattery. I think it's Mm. flattery. I think that's the name. It's a synonym for flattery if it's not flattery. But, and flattery deceives him until he gets bound by all these ropes, like flattery traps him because he's, he starts like just digesting the words of flattery. And it's like, Oh, you think that about me? Oh, well, that's nice. And he goes from, I am on this pilgrimage. I'm on this Christian journey, <laughs> you know, to, to be more like Jesus, to meet Jesus, to, Oh, well, yeah, I am kind of great, aren't I? And he's tied up in ropes. And the visual of that, I think, is just so incredible because it's like, oh, it kind of feels good, but you don't realize you're being wound (laughs) by rope into bondage. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. I think that God, he showed me that I don't remember what week it was, but that I had been viewing my life through the lens, like glasses of my body. And I wrote this in my journal and um, I know I shared it with you in, in counseling, but it just was like, this is like indicative of what God was showing me of how I was, I was blinded. I was in bondage. And so, um, I wrote, as I'm waking up this morning, I'm realizing that for over 20 years now, my every thought has been about my body. As I walked around my house, it was, I was thinking of my body. As I passed my mirrors or windows, my body. As I planned my day or fit in my workouts, it was about my body. 
as I got dressed, my body, as I planned my outfits, my body, as I bought groceries, my body, as I ate every meal, snack, or tracked calories, it was about my body. When I walked into every social situation, it was about my body. As I led worship on stage, it was my body. As I was pregnant, nursing, postpartum, my body. At holidays, it was my body. At my birthday, my body was my thought. On any vacation, my body At church with teenagers, I was thinking about my body. At summer camps, my body. At dinner with friends, standing next to anyone, it was about my body. Thinking about the past was my body. Thinking about the future was my body. So basically, God was like, your eyes have been set on yourself. And Hebrews 12, too, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, Mm -hmm. the author and perfecter of our faith. So what he did to redeem this story was I replaced all these my bodies with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'll just read a few of them. But as, as I walk around my house, it's Jesus. As I pass mirrors or windows, it's Jesus. As I plan my day or fit in workouts, it's for Jesus. As I get dressed for Jesus, as I get groceries. It's for Jesus. As I'm at meals, it's for Jesus. When I walk into social settings, it's for Jesus. When I lead worship, it's for Jesus. When I was pregnant, nursing, and postpartum, it was for Jesus and his story. At holidays, it's about Jesus. At my birthday, it's about Jesus. On vacation, it's about Jesus. When I'm at church with teenagers, it's Jesus. At summer camps, it's Jesus. At dinner with friends, standing next to anyone, thinking about the past, all those things now I see through the lens of Jesus. And this is just so countercultural because, again, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, Romans 12, 2. This is a lonely road Mm -hmm. trying to get my eyes off myself, trying to literally walk in a room to bless and not impress, Mm -hmm. to walk in somewhere and go, there you are, instead of here I am, you know, looking for their affirmation. But it's like learning a new language. Yeah. This is, it's tough. It is so hard. And Jesus reminded me again this morning, as I was even praying before coming on here, that this is spiritual work. And I am against the forces of evil and the heavenly realms, the authorities, but I have everything I need with his armor and with, with him. And, um, So, and I'm still in it. I'm still in the fight, but I definitely have more tools in my tool belt now. Yeah. Well, I'm just, just think about it, right? Like it's so easy for the enemy to distract us by just saying, keep your eyes on yourself. Yes. Right. That's, that's so easy. The messages are everywhere. And, you know, and to some degree we are wired for Mm self-preservation, right? And so the enemy gets in there and conflates that the only way we're going to be safe is if we are worrying about ourselves and thinking about ourselves and focused on ourselves. And that's contrary to what the scripture teaches, right? That the only way we are safe is in Christ, you know, under the shelter of his wings. But oh boy, it's, it is a spiritual battle. I I love, I love how you share that. Um, so just tell us just real quickly, what was your experience like going through the online course? Because you had the freedom to just kind of do that at your own pace. And then you had meetings with your group. Like, so what, what was that like for you? Yeah, I loved, um, I loved being in the group coaching because for me, I needed that accountability to do my homework, to show up to group coaching. Mm-hmm. I think without that, I would probably still be in like week one or two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because, you know, once you become a mama and, you know, there's just not a lot of time to just sit and reflect and do this heart work. 
Um, but I loved group coaching. I was in there with three other beautiful women that just love Jesus. And we're all trying to forge this new trail together. We're all in different parts of the United States. And it's, they were just um, such a blessing to me to hear that in our realms of influence, we are going to start this new message. Um, so I loved having that accountability every week. I loved how you laid out this course because Heather, I'm a teacher brain and you, the way God gave you the wisdom for these 12 weeks, it is just this beautiful unveiling of kind of like an onion, but a sweet one of taking back these layers, but you do it so gently that it's not like a, a car wreck, you know, like you're just, <laughs> you're, you're able to or I, again, I statements, let me say, I was able to work with it at a, a slow enough pace because you also knew you can't unveil all 12 mm-hmm. components because <laughs> we all clicked through it. And you said, uh-uh, I'm only giving you one a week, which was awesome because it made me sit down and do business with it. And um, I think each each of us in group counseling interacted with it in different ways. And then when we would come together with you each week, we were able to share our experiences. And I know I always loved just realizing I was not alone in this fight and hearing what God had shown my friends through that was just so beautiful. And um, again, just the way you set it up, like we are forging a new trail and this other trail already exists. That is a concrete highway, but we're going to be brave and we're going to be courageous and we're going to be chain breakers and we're going to push back the dark here. And um, I, I just love and appreciate how you laid it out. And I think you did an awesome job. And oh my goodness, if you're like me and you're going, I don't need counseling. I don't need this. I would just say probably yes, you do. Cause I mean, like, <laughs> we can all benefit from it. You know, it just, it was a hug for my heart every time that I dug in. And I was so glad that I wasn't doing it by myself. Mm, yeah. Well, and I love you kind of forged a relationship with the group of women where you all started communicating, you know, outside of the group time, you were encouraging each other via text. And I know there was one woman in your group in particular that you you said something to her in a text message that just, and I'm not going to share it because all that stuff's private. And so you got to be in a group to know what's going on in mm-hmm. a group. But, yeah. um, but I just know her heart was so encouraged by you. And I just remember week after week, she kind of come back and be like, Oh, Rachel, you just encouraged me so much. Let me just say that back to you. So it's really awesome to see not only are you growing in your ability to kind of cope with your own issues and process them with the Lord, but you're also growing in your ability to help other women and encourage other women. And then they're able to kind of feed it right back to you. And it just becomes, it becomes this real environment of encouragement, which is kind of the opposite of the environment that you described when you first started teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Where, and that's kind of, that's, that is more of the typical environment that most of us find ourselves in, right? We're in the workplace where everyone is like, okay, what diet are we going to do together now? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, and then everyone just kind of stops talking about the diet after five or six weeks. <laughs> at that point, like yeah. everyone's fallen off or whatever. And then, okay, what diet are we going to We start up again, get the resolve again, and, you know, get mad at the person who brings donuts to the break room or right. <laughs> just to go get pizza for lunch, right? And like, no, don't, you know, I can't eat that evil food. And it just becomes all about like food and body. And we yes. miss 
we miss out on the way that I think God designed us to really relate to each other, to exhort each other, to encourage each other in our faith, to exhort each other to looking more like Jesus versus looking more like a celebrity on a magazine. Like we are so distracted from what we've been called to. And sometimes we call it health, but friends, let me just tell you, Health can be your, uh, make sure you're really chasing health because <laughs> health is kind of a tricky one. Uh, so yeah, I just, I love yeah. all that. Well, I would say too, I mean, I'm living now with different intentionality. My conversations are different. And now that I am learning to walk in freedom, which by the way, I thought body image freedom was going to mean I would never struggle with my body again. <laughs> it was like such an epiphany to me to know I will still have those thoughts, mm-hmm. but I now am equipped to deal with them and put them in the right place and live with truth. And I've got some college girls and high school girls that are struggling through this, but noticing that I'm living differently Mm -hmm. and reaching out to me, Hey, how are you doing that? And so it's so exciting because I know you and I are just praying through how we can also take this message to the younger girls. And right now I'm just having coffee with them and trying to share my story, but not commenting badly about my body if I'm somewhere or not making bad comments about food when I'm at a party, you know, just trying to start setting some different examples and um, hopefully spread this message of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Can we loop back to something that happened to you just a week or so ago? Yeah. <laughs> so what, and, and, and I mentioned health a couple of minutes ago, but I think one of our fears, and I think the enemy's really good at, at like reinforcing this fear, <laughs> but one of our fears is if I am not acting the way I've been acting with food and exercise, if I am not only licking candy instead of eating it, right? Yes. To go back to like that kind of disordered behavior, yes. right? But we've all done that, right? Or chewed it and then spit it out like, oh, yes. um, you know, or eaten it and then gotten on the treadmill for an hour because we ate it. Like all of, those are all disordered behaviors, oh. friends, right? Like I know I'm not shaming anyone because I've done them all, but those are disordered behaviors. But, but when we stop doing our disordered behaviors, we hear this voice that says, now you're not going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose your health. You are going to gain weight. And then you are going to get all these diseases. You're not going to be healthy anymore. And so your journey is you have gained a little bit of weight, but, and you got a call from your doctor who said he wanted to talk about your blood work. Share share what happened in that story just briefly as we wrap up here today. Yeah, it's not, it's not been a crazy amount or anything, but it has, you know, it's, it's, it's a change, but he told me he needed to talk about my blood work and he was like, I have a lot of questions. And I was thinking, oh no, what is this going to be? So, um, he's an amazing wellness doctor that I've seen that, um, has really helped me regulate things with vitamins and and things. And I've been seeing him for seven years. Um, But when I called him back, I was very nervous to think I was going to get reprimanded or whatever. And he said, "Um, this is the best blood work I have ever seen you have. And oh my goodness, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. This is amazing. And, you know, he, he hasn't seen me in person. I mean, and I don't know if he would tell a difference. I can tell, but I just think, you know, even just gaining a little weight now being healthy. I think my body's like, thank you, Rachel. We're finally where we want to be. You know, you're not starving me anymore. And I'm, I have such an amazing relationship with food. Now I'm not obsessed about it. I just, and I don't even think about it all day any anymore. It's just, it's just something that happens and I, I enjoy it. And, but it's not a binge. It's not crazy. And it's just so, so neat that when I trusted God with my body and gave it to him and surrendered it to him, 
it is doing great. And I am, while all the people around me right now are sick, I am not sick. I have an amazing immune system. My blood's great. So it's just, it's a, that's a myth that it's not going, you're not going to be downhill if you put on a little weight as your body gets to a place that is, that it's happy at. I'm actually feeling probably the best I've ever felt, even though I'm not this tiny disordered eating human anymore. Um, I know that I am. I am healthy and mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. My mind thinks about God now more than my body, which I believe is so much body image freedom. You know, when I walk in a room, it's no longer just, what about me? It's the, you know what? This world's passing away. I am here. I'm created by God and for God. I'm going to walk in this room on a mission. And if they don't like the size of my pants or if they don't like my hair, that is their problem. I am here to shine Jesus. And I cannot live my life worried about that anymore. It's I've been too distracted and I've got the Jesus glasses on now. It's not the lens of my body. And um, I'm ready. I'm ready to keep living differently and hopefully bringing a lot of girls with me. Amen. I think that is the perfect note to end on, Rachel. Preach it. (laughs) Preach it, girl. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the show today, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. This is a this is awesome. I can't wait to see what's what's to come. I think I think there's good things in store. So I'm excited to see uh, where we end up going with working with teens and what what God has in, uh, planned for that. But I appreciate you sharing your story today, your journey through the course, and just thank you. Thanks for thanks for, thanks having for telling me. your story, and thank you for listening today. Hey, do you want a story like Rachel's? Are you tired of always thinking about your body and food? Are you ready to do something different? You know, there's there's actually a book called Sick Enough where it talks about how most people with eating disorders don't think they're sick enough to get help. But I think in the body image world, right, it's very easy to convince ourselves we're not sick enough. We're not gone enough. We don't, you know, we certainly we don't need help. That's for other people. Oh, but friends, what what would it hurt? <laughs> right. I, I like like why not take the risk? Because what's on the other side could just change everything for you. And, and I want to see you be free to start doing what the Lord has called you to do, what he made you to do, instead of obsessing over your body and food. So we're going to start another group here in just another week or so. You can sign up for the course today and actually get into the online course like right away, like right now. You listen to this, you can sign up and you can start doing the work. And then our groups will start meeting here in a couple of weeks. Let me know if you want in. I do have a great discount from ministry people, but I am giving everyone a great discount this month. You can start in January for just $40. So I know December was an expensive month. You can start in January for $40. And I can tell you more about that. Just drop me a note at heather at compared you.me or go to the website, improvebodyimage.com and look for the coaching tab. Well, thanks again for listening today. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. show as part of the Life Audio Podcast Network. For more great Christian podcasts, go to lifeaudio.com. 
Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Becca Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.